The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. You Better You Bet. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken. Nick and Ken will be back on Thursday. You can watch us live 24-7, of course, on the BetQL network, directly on the free Odyssey app. Also, check us out on Twitch. YouTube, BetQL Network, and you can listen to You Better You Bet live on Sirius Channel 160, as well as Sirius XM 205, and you can now watch us live for the next two hours on WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV. Uh, we welcome our good friends from Stadium right now. So, PJ, we've pretty much right, uh, hit on every single wild card matchup. we got to get to Rams-Lions here, which we could touch on briefly as the Lions advance. We're going to preview that game coming up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where the Lions are still taking money. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. Total's 48 and a half, but here's one that's going to surprise some people. Uh, the Green Bay Packers taking a little bit of money, nine and a half, opened at 10, total yep. in the game, 50 and a half. How surprised were you? And I know that you had Green Bay. You really thought they were going to beat Dallas. They I win did. that game 48-32. They close as seven and a half point dogs. Uh, the total closes at 52. Total goes well over, but they win that game 48-32. Jordan Love in his first playoff start. Luke is my witness. We were doing our Sunday show over at National Harbor on Sunday before kickoff. And I turned to my co-host, J.P. Flame, and I said, the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game today. And he's like, no, they're not. I said, J.P., I'm telling you, Jordan Love, the way he's playing the last three weeks, they always play Dallas tough, and it's the Cowboys in the playoffs. Like, it's what they do. I don't care if they've won 17 straight games in a row. This is postseason football. It's It's different. And that first drive, Ryan, when Green Bay went right down the field, yeah. when Love had a couple third down throws, Aaron Jones was running the ball, and they punched it in. I said, oh, Green Bay's winning today. They're winning today. And then they came right back down, scored again. They got some turnovers, the pick six. It was, I thought they'd cover. I thought they'd win. I didn't think they'd be up 27 nothing in well, the first half. That it, was that was stunning. And I loved Green Bay in the game. I loved them at eight, uh, seven and a half. It closed at seven. And 
you know, then I thought we were pushing it a little bit with Dallas. What you said, I mean, they're eight and zero at home. They were six and two against the spread. Offensively, they were averaging over thirty points per game. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised Green Bay won the game. To be honest with you, I wasn't surprised that they covered the game. But I was just surprised the fashion that it went down. Where I mean, Dak was terrible. He said it at the podium after the game. He's like, yeah. "I suck today." He had the interception to Jair Alexander, and then Darnell Savage, who's been beat up pretty much the entire season. He gets the interception. And I thought that was the biggest part of the game. Like that was that was the key to the game for Green Bay. I like Green Bay in the game, but I like Dallas in the first half at four. Uh, because I thought you have Green Bay, the youngest team, third youngest team in NFL playoff history. You have Jordan Love making his first playoff start. There's gonna be some growing pains, but they got on the board right away. It was 14-0. They get the one-yard touchdown run from Aaron Jones on the second play of the second quarter. And the game was over right there, man. They put the pressure on. They went up, and then Dallas was in chase mode. You had the interceptions from Dak, but the defense for Dallas was god-awful. Terrible. The tackling was awful. Um, You know, I love Jaden Reed in that game. I thought he was going to do what Romeo Dobbs did, but it ended up being the Dobbs show. And then Aaron Jones, I mean, what Green Bay's found on the ground here the last three or four weeks, just to compliment Jordan Love, has been great. And he was making Aaron Rodgers-type throws off the back foot, middle of the field, pinpoint accuracy. He was he was fantastic. Um. So, yeah, Green Bay, look, it's funny how just, you know, even though teams change throughout the years, the Packers just always play the Cowboys tough. It Mm -hmm. just is the way it always is, as you know. With that being said, though, the Niners always have their number. So a lot of people probably going to like Green Bay this week after they were seven-point dogs, one outright by 16 when really, you know, it felt like they won that game by 40. Now they're nine-and-a-half-point dogs against San Francisco. It's going to be tough. It's yeah. going to be tough. Green Bay is going to be a popular pick, and I get it, man. Like, nine and a half. You have Jordan Love, Big who number. on throws beyond the sticks, nine of 11, 210 yards, three of his four touchdowns. Like, that's the thing. They're pushing the ball down the field. The run game, Aaron Jones, four straight games going over 100 yards. And that was like the matchup going against Dallas. Dallas, number one in pass rush win rate. But the pass defense, the run defense was shaky. Yep. But Green Bay is number two in the league in pass pro. Even without David Bakhtiari, you know, even with a makeshift offensive line, they've been great this season. And Matt LaFleur was in his bag. Obviously, you had Luke Musgrave wide open down the field on that touchdown catch. Uh, Tucker Kraft had a touchdown grab in that game. Like you said, Jaden Reed was the only guy that didn't go off. And Christian Watson, who was more of the decoy. Uh, but Jaden Reed caught no balls on three targets. So I expect him to have a bounce back game. I'm all over the George Kittle props going against Green Bay. We'll preview that here in a second. And then the Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff revenge game. Any uh, surprise there? I liked the Rams at three and a half. I like the Rams at three. Me too. No surprise that Detroit won that game, though, with that run game, with that offensive line. And then defensively, as leaky as the pass defense is, they could stop the run and they could get after the quarterback. And that's when Matthew Stafford struggles. But he didn't really struggle. He was magnificent, even in the loss. Do you ever watch a game and just know that right off the bat, you're like, oh, this team's not winning this game tonight? Like, I don't think anybody was beating Detroit on Sunday night. Like, no, I just don't think anybody was going to be able to. Um, with that being said, the Rams should have won that game. They should have won that game. They held yeah. the Lions to six points in the second half. They were awesome. And the Rams just couldn't score touchdowns in the red zone. They had to settle for too many field goals. Sean McVay is good of a play caller as he is. I really don't understand him in the red zone. The first two times they got in the red area, Ryan, they threw it all three downs. They didn't even try Kyron Williams one time. I know the Lions' rush defense has been pretty good, and obviously you want to throw against Detroit. But as we know, the closer you get down, the tougher it is to throw. Yeah. So I thought that game planning early was uh, was interesting. Puka is spectacular. He's awesome. What a beast he is. And Matt Stafford is 
I mean, like you said, he was awesome. All, he could make all the throws. Yeah. Obviously, with the pressure that he had on him as well in that game, I thought he delivered. He played great. Um, two good teams, man. I think the biggest winner from that game, though, was San Francisco. I thought the only team that could beat the Niners in the playoffs this year was the Rams. Now that they're out, I think the Lions are the team that would give them the best game. We certainly know the Lions can score with San Francisco. I just don't know if they can get the stops to contain them, if they can give, you know, make pretty uncomfortable like the Browns did, like the Ravens did. Um, but I, I just, my takeaway was, especially in that first half, how good the offenses were. Yeah. Just that was one of those games you're watching in the first half and you're just sitting there like, man, we could be in for an instant classic. Like, this is why we love football. Just trading blows up and down the field. The stars were showing out. It was a really good game. Uh, I was happy that the Rams covered for us, and I was happy that the Lions won. See, I was too. I was too, man. I was like, you know, I had the Rams in the game, but that was a great result where Mm -hmm. I was almost like, I wish I would have played some Detroit money line, but I don't want to be that guy. But, I mean, um, they waited 30 years for a home playoff game, 32 years for a playoff win. Now they get to host another one. So even as a Green Bay fan, I was excited for their fans and for Jared Goff. I mean, I know it was a great story, Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit to get his revenge, and I love how the crowd booed him as well and booed his family. That's great because, again, they hadn't had a playoff game at home for 30 years, so I like to see it. But uh, I thought Jared Goff was a great story too, man. We pretty much wrote him off. Like, we wrote him out of the league, and he was awesome. I saw he finished Pro Football Focus had this. He had an 88% adjusted completion percentage, and that includes drops, uh, throwaway spikes, batted balls, and uh, his performance, seventh among all playoff performances since 2020. That game lived up to the hype. It Puka was, really was awesome. He broke DK's rookie playoff record for receiving yards. He had 181 in a loss. Rams are going to be fun again next season. Kyron Williams is probably going to be a top three fantasy back. Uh, Puka's great. Cooper Cup still could play some football. And Matthew Stafford, even though every big game I feel is the same game for Stafford, he throws for 350, 360 yards, he always gets beat to hell. Yes. And it's always his finger. It's always the finger on his throwing or hand. Or the shoulder. And also his head, man. I was shocked that he went back in that game. Yeah, I know. The way he was looking up at the, uh, at the lights after that hit he took was something. You're right, though. He always, always throws for 300 yards. Yeah. Always seems like he's banged up. The Rams, though, the future's bright for the Rams. I mean, we thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in football, right? We know they went all in. They got their Super Bowl. They traded for Stafford. But what they did in the draft this past year, I mean, Kyron Williams and Puka and their O-line was much improved. They're likely going to lose their defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, probably to one of these head coaching jobs. Maybe not. We'll see. But, uh, you know, the Rams, certainly we thought this team was going to be terrible for like the next couple of years, but... They got something they got something there and Stafford is still one of the elite quarterbacks. Look, there's a reason why Sean McVay didn't just take the money and run. Like he got his Super Bowl ring. He doesn't have to retire from coaching forever. He could have went away, went into the broadcast booth, made a couple million dollars. He had a kid on the way. He's mm-hmm. got a, a beautiful wife at home. So, uh I thought him coming back showed that he thought that they had something. Obviously, he has a good relationship with Matthew Stafford and uh Man, they hit on something with Puka, and I'm kind of surprised at how good Kyron Williams has turned out as a Notre Dame guy. Uh, but now they get a pretty tough matchup, not the Rams, that is, but uh, coming up here for um, the uh, Lions, they're six and a half point favorites, totals 48 and a half. So you have Baker Mayfield, who was awesome last night, mm. but now you got to go against that Lions pass defense, which I know is leaky, but they could get after the quarterback. Aiden Hutchinson in his first playoff game was awesome. Had a 39% pressure rate, which was the best mark from Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, he's really good. They could stop the run. They could get after the quarterback. What are your early thoughts? Let's start here with this game. Tampa Bay, a six and a half point dog. Total 48 and a half. Tampa on the money line, plus 220. Lions at home, minus 275. 
What are you doing here? So as you mentioned, I mean, through when we were handicapping these four games and we were talking about it at the start of the show, feels like the lines for the other three games are pretty dead on, yeah. right? Like it feels like there's no advantage there. I think this line's too inflated. This, to me, should be lines like minus four and a half, I feel like. I think we're getting two points of value. I would buy it up to seven, lay the juice with Tampa, um, because I don't think it gets there. But I think this could go back down to six. So why it's at six and a half, I would buy it up to seven. I think Tampa Bay keeps this game close. I think it's a really good matchup for Baker. And that's what it comes down to. You know, the Eagles, Ryan, at the end of the regular season, ranked 32nd against opposing wide receivers in fantasy football. We saw why again last night. So many open bucks receivers. The Eagles can't tackle. It's just terrible. The Lions ranked 30 in the regular season against opposing wide receivers. So you can definitely move the ball against them. We've seen that through the second half of the season. We saw it against the Rams with the game that Puka had. I think Mike Evans could have a big day. Goblin could have a big day. Kate Otten dropped like three passes last night or else he could have had a monster game. I think Baker's going to be able to move the ball in this game. I think the Bucks are going to be able to score. Yeah. I think the Lions win, but I think it's going to be it's going to be close. I am worried about them just because I think they were so looking forward to getting the rematch with Dallas and they were going to be dogs in that game and a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. And I would have liked them a lot in that game. But now that they're getting Tampa and now it's just almost, it's kind of like when the Phillies, when they played the Braves this past season, right? And it seemed like the Phillies were so locked in to beat the Braves. And then it was almost like a letdown to play the D-backs in the NLCS. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's almost like you were so wanting to play the Braves and then you beat them, you get over that hump and then you go play the D-backs and you just like, you don't take them as seriously almost. Like, you just don't have the same juice as you did. It feels like so much was poured into that Rams game where you had Brad Holmes, the GM, had Rams ties. Obviously, Goff, Stafford was back. First home playoff game in forever. You were looking to stop the playoff losing streak now that you've won that and you're facing tampa it just feels like there could be a little bit of a letdown so give me the bucks plus six and a half yeah i also i played tampa at six and a half i also actually like the over in the game 48 and a half and i got a couple player props i like i like mike evans and right now uh let's see receiving yards receptions aren't up yet over at bet mgm but you could take a look at the receiving yards i love this matchup 64 and a half is the number and I like the matchup. He's going to be going against Cam Sutton, who's five foot eleven. His pro football focus grade, 55.6 in coverage. So I think Mike Evans is going to have a huge game. And then I might look at Jared Goff. Uh, I like the over in the game. And then I also like Goff passing yards. Um, let me pop, pop those up here. 270 and a half. I know that's a higher number. It's minus 115 both ways right now over at BetMGM. But we know what Tampa's going to do. We know what Todd Bowles is going to do. They're going to blitz. And Goff stinks under pressure, natural pressure, but against the Blitz, kind of like same thing we were talking about with Stroud, 7.5 yards per attempt against the Blitz. That's seventh overall. I think if he gets rid of the ball quickly against that secondary, he could have some success. So give me Goff over 270 passing yards. Give me Mike Evans over 64 and a half receiving yards. I like the over in the game a little bit, 48 and a half. And I'm with you. I think Tampa keeps this game close plus six and a half. I think Detroit wins the game, but I think it's more, you know, a three and a half, four point matchup you know, in this matchup, even with Detroit, even at home, the crowd's going to be electric. And obviously I'm a little bit worried because Baker's dealing with the injuries. He was really good last night, but you're going to have Hutchinson in that pass rush coming after him. And I don't think they're going to be able to get anything going on the ground in this game either. I, uh, no, I don't think they will either, which is why I like Baker's passing attempts. I like the over for that. It's not out yet on BetMGM, but when that drops, the Bucks game plan last night, especially early in that game was, 
look, we, we know the Eagles have a terrible pass defense, so let's take advantage of that. Let's just throw the ball. Now, Rashad White ended up finishing the game with 18 carries. A lot of that came in the second half when Tampa was milking the clock. They knew they had the game in, uh, in wrap and all that. But I like Baker's overpassing attempts. I think the Bucks know that they can have success against the Lions through the air, and they're not going to try and stay balanced. They're not going to try and see if they can develop a running game. They're going to throw Baker, and they're going to try and find some success through the air. So I would assume the passing attempts will be right around 35 and a half, somewhere in that neighborhood. I, I would take the over on that with yep, Baker. I love that, man. Because, like, yeah, you can't run the ball against Detroit. Their run defense is top five, but you could throw the ball on them. You could throw the ball on that pass defense, and yep. Baker's been great. Ninth in EPA per dropback. Also, uh, I'm like I said, I might have to go with both quarterback props, though. And I'm looking at it right now. The Bucks last night, and granted, that's against Philly, and you know how to get after Jalen. You blitz them. You make them uncomfortable. But they blitzed on 40% of the dropbacks in the regular season, third most in the league. And they did the same thing last night against Philly. So I think they're going to do the same thing against Jared Goff, and he might have some success. So like his over, 270.5. Baker's yards, 243.5. You like the attempts. Would you go over or under on the yards? I like the yards, too. I would go over on the yards. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll preview all the other divisional matchups. We've got a lot to get to. Green Bay, San Francisco. Can't wait for that one. Big one in the AFC. Your Ravens and the Texans, Texans nine-point dogs. We'll hit on all that and more. We're also going to talk some NBA coming up in about 20 minutes with Rick Camp as well. It's You Better You Bet. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken. Check us out on Stadium. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 